I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today, uh, the day of this recording in 1830, Tom Thumb, the first locomotive built in the United States, loses a nine-mile race in Maryland to a horse. Welcome to What the Fuck History, a podcast where we discuss the weirdest and wackiest incidents that make us say, well, what the fuck history. I am your wannabe Indiana Jones, Zachary. I'm Megan, and uh, even though I majored in history, that doesn't necessarily mean I know anything that's going on. And I'm Matt, and I can get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop in 200 licks flat. So suck on that, Purdue University. Which brings me to our first story tonight. Um, okay, so uh, that commercial, and I think we all know the commercial that I'm talking about, uh, came out in like late 60s, early 70s, I guess, 1970s, not like 1770s. <laughs> but um, it's uh, the, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop? Yeah, the how OG many, Mr. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, the world may never know. And I guess it has plagued the minds of scholars and uh, students alike, because um, in 2004, a group of engineering students from Purdue University built uh, what they dubbed the licking machine, which was meant to simulate a human tongue. That sounds Um, pretty sexy. it, It does sound sexy. And if you think that's sexy, it gets sexier. Uh, they, uh, they tested this, uh, licking machine on a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop and found that, uh, on average, it took 364 licks from this licking machine to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop. Um, however, not thinking that that was far enough, uh, the good scholars at Purdue University then got a group of, um, 20 volunteers to try, uh, unassisted by machinery, um, and they averaged 252 licks to get to the center. So, something ain't right. I just, like, imagine this line of college students, like, lined up, right, and furiously licking, like, as fast as they can. (laughs) To get to the center. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, like, did they have water on hand for the tongue cramps? That's an important question. And the other question is, well, well, less of a question and more of an observation is, you know some of them were sucking on that, which is against the rules and totally dishonorable, but that would explain why it's less (laughs) licks. Yeah. um, All of the research studies that I've read pertaining to this don't say anything about water on hand for um for the for the tongue cramps and i think any decent uh man or woman knows that those 
do happen and are a thing. Yeah. You gotta stay hydrated. Gotta stay hydrated. And I think I think Megan alluded to it, but I think the, uh, another big question I have is, how long did it take for one dumbass, horny engineering student to just turn this into a sex robot? Yeah, no, it's true, though. <laughs> like, you know as soon as... You know as soon as one kid was just like, yeah, so, you know, I'm building a licking machine. Uh, and they were like, oh, pray tell for what reason? He was just like, oh, to get to the center of a tootsie roll pop for oh, you know, science. To get to the center of a tootsie roll pop. And, and no got, one, like, his no roommate one in the background. That. Yeah, yeah. His roommate in the back room be like, okay. oh boy, a licking machine. Ooh. So I I will say that I'm looking at diagrams of the licking machine. They have diagrams. Oh my god. It's not it's not like a full blown diagram. I'll say it's a sketch. Okay. But it's essentially like just an automated pulley system that rotates a wheel that has a bunch of sponges <laughs> on it that are like the same width of the average human tongue. Do they have to <laughs> and... manually like wet the sponges? Like, is this a weird water so mill? This, of is, this is what's. It's essentially a water mill, um, but it doesn't show in any diagrams like where the sponge rewaterifies. That's not a word. Moistens um, itself. Re- yeah, mo- hydrates. Yeah, where it, where, where it hydrates. <laughs> where the tongue, so, the, fa- the faux tongue rehydrates. Yeah. So, the, the craziest thing, though, is that this is not the first of these studies to be done. And um, the University of Michigan, not wanting to be outdone, also decided to make a licking machine. And, uh, by the way, if anyone's looking for this information, you can find it on the Tootsie Roll website where they have an entire tab for the How Many Lick experiment. Is there also like um, a hidden hyperlink to get to the inevitable line of sex toys that were then derived from these very important studies? I've, I've been I've been digging for quite some time and I have not found that hyperlink, but if I if I find it, I'll bring it up on a on a No, you have to call like a secret line, right? Like you have to it's like you need a decoder <laughs> ring for like the article on that tab oh, yeah. and then you get a you get a secret number, right? And you have to call it and say the password and then someone gives you the URL. You're gonna find out for that sure. someone on the project ended up uh heading and streamlining the auto blow the world's best automated blowjob machine actually a thing look it up (laughs) (laughs) so the university of michigan's machine that they built uh had an average of 411 licks to get to the tootsie roll center of a tootsie pop and then shockingly enough this was not good enough for other uh Seekers of truth. Seekers, true sages. I'm that... just, so I'm picturing the like VP, the, the head, the CEO, or whatever it is at Tootsie Roll, Tootsie Pop, being like, "We posed the question, and now we got to shell out all this grant money in order to figure out the answer because we don't fucking know." Yeah, this is okay, this is so why we became CEOs. Here's my thing. This this gets better as the story goes on. So there's another um, university, uh, and I'm probably going to butcher the name, but it's like Bellarmine University. Um, they did a study with 130 participants, and they were recording their findings based on like color of Tootsie Pop, gender of participants, left-handed, right-handed, ambidextrous. It is like the most researched thing 
that I have ever seen in my life. And it's ridiculous. I feel but, like this is more researched than most of the studies that they tell us about on the evening news, right? Like those studies that are just like coffee, is it good or bad? Who will ever know? But like Tootsie Roll, Tootsie Pop, CEO Limited yeah. <laughs> definitely has the data to back up what they know. Yeah, like I'm coffee. We did this in 30 minutes, but it's science. It's I guess um, question mark. I'm imagining like this student who goes into this office and it's like, what do you want to do your thesis on? And he pushes up his glasses and everything turns into anime and he's like, the Tootsie Roll question. Um, so anyways, I'll give you guys a chance to guess. What did you, what do you think the average, uh, amount of licks for this study, uh, required? I mean, I feel like, I feel like anything I say is just going to be wrong. I feel like, I mean, yeah, that's what I've found in my studies. In, in wonderful line with how just raunchy this entire thing has been, whether it means to be or not, I'm going to say 690. Wow. You'd be close at 175 licks, approximately. <laughs> not you even not, close at all. Not, wow, you not actually close you would at be all. very close if very close meant very far away. I should have just <laughs> okay. picked 69. That would have been even closer. That would have actually so, been closer. So now, now the craziest thing about this is that oh, like, it gets better. You have all these. You have oh, it gets so much. better. Would you say the plot have, thickens? <laughs> yeah, the plot does indeed thicken. Um, so you have all these like scholarly university, I don't know if they're scholarly or not, but, um, all these universities that are taking a crack at like solving the mystery. Um, so a junior high decided to jump into the mix, uh, Swarthmore junior high. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where it's located. I could probably do a quick, uh, I almost called it a jujil search. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the jujil search. A quick Google search on, on the um, But Swarthmore Junior High got in on this, and they had an average of, um, they had an average of a hundred and forty-four licks. See, I was to reach okay. the center. I was expecting more. I was like, mm, these young adolescent people, like, <laughs> so. So this is my so thinking. full of youth and uh, vitality. Yeah, this is. This is my thinking based on um, just what we've presented so far, uh, because these are college students, right, that have been partaking in this. But then we get junior high students that are doing it much faster, at least 30 licks faster. And I'm just thinking that the exuberance of youth, right, is just them like, oh, my fucking God, I need to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop as fast as I can for science. <laughs> right. And so it's like, um my my whole thought is that we need top top scientists yeah. uh to to get into this right so that's where um From like nasa like the, like i don't even care if they don't have a degree pertaining to this like yeah. some guys like up and studying stars my whole life and we just like hand him all of the all everything that he needs to conduct the tootsie, tootsie pop study and he's just like i don't understand we're like use your big brain i so i'm just i'm imagining someone's like picking up the red phone dialing and he's like Dr. Fauci, we, we need you did. off the coronavirus. We need you on the Tootsie Roll, the Tootsie Pop thing, stat. Like, He's like, I study viruses, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, 
Okay, so to unravel an even deeper conspiracy here, not even a conspiracy, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. In 2015, at New York University, uh, a group of scientists who study water currents and um, water dynamics and things of that nature uh, placed, I guess, the Tootsie Roll Pop and other various um other various lollipops in cylinders of water like water tunnels okay um that so they could accurately uh control the flow of the water and things of that nature i i need you guys to really dig deep and think of how many licks it took for these things to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop. See, my dude, I think most of my brain power at this point is being taken up, like, trying to figure out how more manpower has been put into this collectively. And, like... Over centuries. Yeah, <laughs> Just over, like, a period of just, like, the last century and has been put into, like, solving homelessness. Yeah, like, uh, okay, I'm just, the way my brain is working is it's like, ah, yes, we here at the United States, we put a man on the moon, and then we decided we need to figure out how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. Like, that's logical. Like, there um, was no in-between those two things. It was like, man on the moon, how many licks does it take? And everyone else was just like, yeah, but what about civil rights? And they're like, yeah, but how many licks, yeah, though? But we need to get to the bottom of this mystery. JFK is just in, in the Oval Office being like, all right, we put a man on the moon. There's nothing else left to do. I guess we'll figure out, well, uh, how many licks it takes, right? <laughs> And, like, all of his advisors were standing around, too. They were, like, shaking hands, being like, yeah, oh, we do it that great, oh great God, question, Mr. President. We did it. Um, so, but I will double down. So throw out, throw out a number. I will yeah. double down on 690. I'm guessing the same number this time. I don't think it's going to okay, be right. There. Got it. Megan? You know, I, I think since Zach is highballing... I'm gonna yeah. lowball and I'll say 169. <laughs> okay. You want to hear the craziest shit ever? Yep. Yeah. 2,500. The fuck? There's so many different variables. Like, it's so I skewed. I feel uncomfortable with the amounts of information that I'm. That's being foisted. Okay. On me. Foisted. Foisted. <laughs> Here's the thing. As soon as you said that they put it in water tubes, I automatically yeah. was like, it's not going to be right. Because how moist do you think a mouth is, scientists? Science, just, come also, on! It's like a hyd- hydraulic, like, yeah. pressurized... Sorry we're that my mouth is in a water your... faucet. Blah. Yeah, we're bringing it back to your point earlier of, you know that that's swallowing, and... That's against the rules of science for this particular experience. The rules of science think, you can't swallow. Yeah, you can't. I think submerging uh, a Tootsie Roll Pop in water negates any of your experiments, even if you're controlling the flow of water 
to like the centralized part of a Tootsie Roll Pop, right? And also, 2,500 licks, I feel like you would have licked through the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop and got into China on the other end by then. Okay, but like, also you're saying, the, the, the way this experiment is running, I'm just imagining, yeah. and it makes me just think of that one asshole kid who got a Tootsie Pop and was like, mm, I don't like grape flavored. Stuck it under the faucet and just waited for that bitch <laughs> to turn into a Tootsie Roll. Like, no, you gotta work for that shit. He's like, I'm looking See? for the treasure. <laughs> yeah. So, so one of the things that was done in that um, in that one study, which was the 130 participants, they did take into account the flavors. Um, okay. I'll go back to that article uh, quickly. They found that orange is um, abomination. fastest for people to no oh. fastest for people to get through because it was, is one of the favorable uh, flavors. Oh, I, see, I was thinking it's the it? worst one to get. Yeah, through. like definitely that's the like that's a chore. Okay, that's the one that you stick under the the pressurized faucet and it takes two thousand licks. Yeah, at that point, okay, I'm just so like here's... holding out my tongue and like, uh, like rubbing it vigorously. Yeah, it's, to get through. it's like SpongeBob when he tries Gary's food, <laughs> and yeah. so that's the I'm, pace. I'm just gonna say that you guys are both wrong because if you don't fuck with orange, I don't fuck with you. Okay, okay. but like, oh, um, we, we need to settle this now. On the count of three, everyone say your favorite flavor of Tootsie Pop. No, that's too much pressure, Zach, because honestly, I can't remember the last time I had a, a Tootsie Pop and I, okay, like, no. I'm gonna blank. I'm gonna say a color, I'm gonna say a color that doesn't exist. Okay, but it, all the colors exist. It's, it's the United States. We make a shit ton of Tootsie Pops, A, and B, if you say the wrong color, I haven't had a Tootsie Pop in forever. I won't know. Listen, because you know you want to know the first thing that came to my head when you were like, name your favorite <laughs> flavor. And all I could think okay, of so, color, I was like, porridge. So we're just gonna we're just gonna make it we're gonna make it easy. Okay? The original flavors yeah, please narrow this down. were cherry, yep. orange, yep. raspberry, chocolate, and grape. Okay. Okay. So of those flavors, I think you can count us down, Zach, and we'll say our All favorite. Right. One, two, three. Chocolate. Raspberry. Cherry. Cherry was obviously the best flavor, and anyone who doesn't fuck with cherry can get the Okay, okay you but... are definitely siding with the two worst flavors right now. Yeah, but like... okay. agreed. Look. So here's the thing. I, 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 I guess I can't, I can't fault you, but... Cherry and orange are the best flavors that exist of almost any candy. Yeah, but, like, you're mixing chocolate with that. That's the thing you got to think about. Like, I personally go with the chocolate lollipop because, yeah, it doesn't taste like real chocolate, but I know if I bite down because I'm an impatient asshole, I'm going to still get chocolate. It's a consistent. But, yeah, the, I mean, I guess that's the thing is that it doesn't taste like chocolate. It tastes like Tootsie Roll. And you're going for a Tootsie Roll in the middle of it. So, like, when you bite down, you're like, the lollipop tastes exactly like the Tootsie Roll. Yeah. Um, for me, I did enjoy them as a sucker, I guess. So, for me, it was, like, a pretty all-around, I get to enjoy the flavors of orange and cherry, and then I get a Tootsie Roll after. Um, I don't know. So, like, ultimately, like, what did they do with all of this information? literally nothing oh okay good i i cannot stress enough that far more resources have been 
put into like what I am looking at right now, Megan, is a research document with all of the necessary statistics to make this like a valid research paper. This is five pages of all of their results. And it is sickening to me that college students are taking their time to do this. I mean, honestly, so, like, I've heard of some weird research stuff. I think if you're going to research anything, this is a necessary question. I mean, like, the, the physics of a monster truck? Yeah. Not necessary, but how many licks does it take? Right. That's actually, I, I need to know. I kind of Honestly, need to know. Honestly, so it's like... What you're saying is, no matter which path to research you begin with, it should always start with how many licks did it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Tootsie Bell. I guarantee that the kids who questioned that when they were young are now the ones who are working at NASA. I'll oh, bet yeah. I last dollar on it they're the ones making six figures they're right they're asking the right questions Uh, there it it is also important to note that uh the people who did this study um are sick in the head uh for multiple reasons but because they used um so they used images obviously to display uh the candy wrappers and all that um, at the bottom of their data, it says candy wrapper and images were taken from Bing.com. So I'm not sure if we can uh, trust the right. results the whole, of this study The whole thing has been debunked. Scrap it all. Gotta, Scrap yeah, it all. Start from gotta, square one. We got to get the licking machine out of the closet. You used Bing images. Yeah, dude. So like... I'll, I'll say that I think it's really interesting. Um, I do think that uh, age is a factor, too, because, like, kids will go through it faster because they'll just be like, oh, my little tongue can go for days. And college students are obviously more practiced in, um, anyways. Yeah, no, no, so, so, so... Th- the thing is, like, I'm taking it from the perspective of that youthful exuberance has yet to be snuffed out and you are not terribly depressed about everything. So you are right. like, oh, lollipop, yes, please, instead of a... Uh, Oh shit, I guess it's going to get me 150 bucks, right? Like, <laughs> there's two different mindsets. Yeah, the, everyone's, in, actually, the the real the real study was uh, what will people do of all ages for $150? <laughs> I don't know if I want to see the results but, of that one. But this is like, this immediately brought to mind, like, to me it just sounds like a fucking family guy sketch where (laughs) it's like just one of those those breaks from reality where it's just like ah yes and you just see guys in white lab coats like standing there licking like again not to harp on this whole point but like at a certain point you just see these guys that are licking and you just see the the head researcher sort of go you're sucking johnson you're (laughs) sucking and we know it i'm just uh, i'm just imagining like, like a fallout vault where just vault tech does nothing but stock all the supplies closets with just tootsie pops and it's like bitch we're gonna figure this out until we have the we have until the end of time time. (laughs) we have the nuclear fallout in order to say how many licks does it take to get to the center where boy is hell gonna find out what a dystopian ya novel that we just discovered the plot to what what do we even call it uh, to the center yeah oh it's it's 
It's not journey to the journey, center of the journey earth. To the center of the yeah, world. journey to the center of the pop. <laughs> Excellent. So that was uh, that was my story. Oh, that was does, that was good. Does anybody else? Have I was gonna say. Else? I think that's a good transition from sweets to more sweets because are you familiar with the uh, relationship between Pepsi Cola and the uh, USSR? Um, you know, I feel like in my junior year of high school, my history teacher vaguely alluded to this, but please <laughs> regale us. I'm going to be super, super honest and say that I know that it's not the USSR right now, <laughs> but like, I will find a way uh, to uh, tie this in with just how sweet Putin's dick must be. <laughs> That's a, that's the that's the the much worse like Russian version of the Tootsie Pop test. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so all this this whole shenanigans starts in 1959 when President Eisenhower sends the then Vice President I'm not a crook Nixon to the USSR to basically whip out his dick and say capitalism rules, communism rules, right? Yeah, as you do. Nixon, of course, course, naturally, because Nixon and Soviet leader uh, Khrushchev, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. That sounds right. Why not? Khrushchev, yeah, uh, get into like this big heated argument and Donald M. Kendall, who was just like this, you know, up and coming executive at Pepsi, steps in the middle and goes, whoa, 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 uh. Tense situation, guys. I know you're both uh, leaders, and this is a, a big moment, but uh, want to know what makes uh, tense situations better? That's right. An ice cold Pepsi. And then he, t- oh my he turns to the camera, and he, like, yeah. takes oh the Oh my sniff. god, he's Kendall Jenner. <laughs> oh no, no, no! No, we're gonna, we're gonna go over that later. That's a whole other thing. So, Donald M. <laughs> Kendall, Donald M. Kendall gives Khrushchev oh a god, even got her name. bottle of Pepsi, and... Like, it, it seems insane that this would be, like, the thing that would calm down the USSR. And that's nuts if it weren't for the USSR having a collective mouthgasm for Pepsi-Cola. So, what a weakness. Right? Years later, Russia is, like, trying to make a deal that would get Pepsi into the country permanently. Problem is, no one gives a shit about the ruble. So, because <laughs> it, it's, like, null and void in every other part that is not a soviet state so initially they bought all the pepsi they could by trading for it with guess what please uh cocaine and hookers no lots of vodka oh yeah (laughs) so they just start exporting vodka directly to pepsi cola and be like all right give us the cola we'll give you the booze um, I just imagine it's like two pipelines that are going like the opposite way, right? Like, one's clear, <laughs> one's brown, and we're just going one after the other. Yeah, under the sea or something. Yeah, yeah right next to like the like... transatlantic cable. Right? Yeah, I was gonna say like, fuck it, we're just gonna send a Pepsi Cola pipeline off the coast of Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> so that sounds like something America would do. Yeah, it is. Um, but okay, it, it gets wilder. So fast forward to you know the late '80s. And apparently vodka wasn't good enough for Pepsi anymore because the United States boycotted any Soviet products uh, because the Cold War. I, I mean, I guess. How, 
how do you imagine okay so how do you imagine that that conversation went like the heads of pepsi having to call (laughs) oh god like an awkward look 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 we love the vodka (laughs) and honestly if it were up to us we would keep accepting it but the cold war yeah like (laughs) someone's on the phone like man the other side just like we totally understand. It's, it, it's <laughs> we the get equivalent. It. It's the equivalent of Pepsi Cola being like, "Look, we can't date you because my parents hate you." Yeah, right. <laughs> like I can't bring you over. To, like, I, I can't, can't bring, bring you over, over to Thanksgiving because you don't know what that is, and like <laughs> I'm trying to sneak out of the house to see you, but it's just not working. My parents have locked all working. the windows. They bolted them. Um. So, how does Russia get their precious soft drink into the country again? Um, well, I don't know. Why not trade Pepsi for a fleet of submarines and boats? Oh my fucking god, is this this story? What a power move. And... I have heard this story. And the rights for Pepsi Cola also set up a couple of Pizza Huts inside Soviet Russia. But that's a whole other deal. So, Pepsi Cola is given a literal armada, which includes... 17 submarines, a cruiser, a frigate, and a destroyer, which originally was just supposed to be some oil tankers that Pepsi could rent out. But anyway, so there is $3 billion worth of Pepsi Cola traded for all this stuff, which Pepsi Cola, the one who sponsors NFL halftime shows, they became the sixth largest Navy in the world in the late 80s. Okay, so I've, like, I have seen this story <laughs> so many times, like, browsing Reddit or Imager yeah. or any of those other, like, websites. What, you think it's fake? And, well, no, the the funny thing is, like, because of the culture that we're in, I look at it and I go, huh, that's fucking weird. <laughs> and I just, I don't bother just... to dig any further. But once you dig, you're like, what the actual fuck? Well, I think, like, the interesting thing with this story is, you know, if they had been trading them, like, vodka, that makes sense. They can turn around and sort of sell that, or they can give it away, (laughs) or, or, like, if they were... They can add it to Pepsi. Yeah, they could add it to the Pepsi, you know, for a little bit, (laughs) for, for, like, some, you know, adult things or whatever, but, like... Pepsi after dark. What do you yeah, do with for three Pepsi. billion dollars worth of warships? I yeah, but like, know. what do you do? Like, do you deliver? Do you deliver Pepsi Cola? Like now, Pepsi Cola more aggressive and at your door faster than ever. No, like, you know what you do. You know what you do with Pepsi Cola. You get three. Load Pepsi Cola up in a torpedo yeah, and, and then you shoot it at. No, you no, start, no, you start killing blue whales with it. Like you, what? You go, you you get your three billion dollars worth of armada and you roll up to wherever coca-cola is and you just oh. pop that hatch and you go give me secret formula yeah no that's a power move <laughs> fuck it if you're gonna go full on you go full on can you imagine though if they like started rocking up to smaller countries like because they're the what they're the sixth largest navy the in the world yeah. yeah they just like start rocking up to the coasts of like i don't know australia and they're yeah. just like this is ours now and australia's like uh, what? You're a, you're, yeah, like, you're a soft drink you're a soft company. Drink Pepsi company. Cola just takes over Madagascar for nothing but a production plant. <laughs> it's just like, yes, you, all of you, put out more Pepsi Cola. 
Yeah, like they get the lemurs in the factories. Like just... <laughs> the lemurs are like running the cola. Like... <laughs> they're yeah, like they're packing the boxes, delivering it to people, and everyone's like, "Wow, Pepsi Cola's delivery people are really strange nowadays." I would, I would say that that would completely alter the uh, the 2015 film Madagascar. <laughs> it would, like you'd have lemur Postmates. Yeah, it's just the yeah. lemurs. It's just the lemurs trying to get off the island to like improve their uh, production capabilities. Yeah. It, it... Sorry, I apologize. Madagascar was made in two thousand five, not two thousand fifteen. Uh, we'll forgive it. Um, but yeah, I like that's the whole wire. thing. Like, Un- unforgettable, we honestly. We we don't have DoorDash. We have Lemur Dash. Like <laughs> this is yeah, the Lemur Dash. But so this is also this the fact that Russia gave them so much just for like soda essentially mm-hmm. it has been attributed that people have said that pepsi cola did a better job of disarming russia than the united states in general did honestly <laughs> i i do feel like there could okay so here's my thought with this whole process right so we're in the middle of the cold war and then you have like that whole situation happen I honestly feel like Pepsi held so many fucking poker chips that they could have gone to Khrushchev and been like, hey, bud, you end this Cold War thing right now, we will send you unlimited amounts of Pepsi for the rest of your natural days on this earth. Yeah, so... And he probably would have said yes. I mean, I don't know. My, you know, Soviet history is a little rocky. Um, but like Khrushchev was Soviet leader in 1959. I don't know if he was there mm-hmm. late 80s. I don't think so. You know what? Well, That's he... an excellent question. No. I'm not going to lie. Uh, the last time I, I even looked at Soviet history was like freshman year oh, college. I'm honestly, why the heck do I not know this? It was Gorbachev. Of course, it of was course, Gorbachev. it was Gorbachev. Like, like oh. if I'm thinking about it logically, it was definitely what? Gorbachev. But I'd uh, but I'd imagine that Gorbachev also loved. Pepsi. I also would imagine that Gorbachev got rock hard for Pepsi. <laughs> Except, like, because hard. if he didn't, why then in the Cold War era would a fleet of ships be sent to Pepsi? I imagine unless Gorbachev was sitting at his office using Pepsi as loot. I was going to say no, 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 no. I imagine that Gorbachev had crystal Pepsi dick. No, that <laughs> Just... makes. That, that makes rock sense. hard. It was crystal Pepsi hard. It's it's I'm honestly really amazing though, because like they're they're in the middle of the Cold War, right? Like yeah. they're Russia and and the states are arming to the teeth. Like they are they are seeing how fast they can get weapons. And meanwhile, the USSR is just like, dude, how are we going to get this Pepsi? I don't care. Just give a, literally <laughs> yeah, like, give them whatever they want. They want battleships, give it to them because so, we need that sweet, sweet nectar, brother. We need that good brown stuff. Like, I want to know what like insane person in the Pepsi boardroom. They're like sitting there scrambling, being like, oh man, we had such a great export to Russia, and now we can't because like they moved weapons to Afghanistan, and now the US is like, no. Bad, bad Russia, and we can't do shit about it. And then this one guy in the corner just like raises his hand and is like, Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What if we got some battleships? <laughs> what? <laughs> just like slowly and they're just like... God damn it, Daniel, you're a genius. Yeah, like, he's just some guy in the corner and is like, F9 battleships. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Like, how? Why why is that? They're like, Daniel, why would we do that? He's like, subs. (laughs) But, like, but picture the other side of that coin, right? So, like, you've got all these Soviets that have been getting fed this beautiful, beautiful brown liquid for years, right? And it's just like, We've lost our ability to have the Pepsi-Cola. How do we get them back? And it's like, uh, again, like a group of people just sitting in a room and one raises his hand and guy just points and he goes, Victor, yes. And he says, what if we give battle? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I imagine it's just Gorbachev in this place like, oh my God, we're losing control of populace because they're going crazy for Pepsi-Cola. We no longer have it. We can't give them beautiful life. And Victor in the background is like, but we can't give Pepsi-Cola battleship. Like, but we can give them a fleet of submarines. And then it's like the kombucha girl meme. Where she's just like, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah, like, it's... <laughs> and then that maybe swiftly turned into a yes. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. And suddenly Pepsi-Cola is the sixth largest Navy in the world. This this was this was the worst game of improv yes and <laughs> that ever occurred. Well, it really depends on what like, side you're on, right? Yeah, like, I think for, it's the best <laughs> game of improv they're ever. Just, uh, they're just spitballing <laughs> ideas. And it's like, okay, go with me here. We give Pepsi-Cola a number of uh, battleships and then Gorbachev is just yes and yeah and then some submarines to go along with <laughs> yes they... and also pizza <laughs> and they just like they start getting more excited about it and i picture like someone comes in from the background like has to interrupt it be like guys guys we got to stop <laughs> We have to stop. We are not going to have any navy after this. And they're just like, no, you're right, you're right. You're right, you're right. One, Can I ask, one more is, is, is Pepsi the parent company of Pizza Hut? Yeah, I or think were they, so. Or it's at were least they like Pepsi like, is like the big one inside Pizza Hut. So Pepsi uh, might have so been doing like, like a, hey, but you help me and I have is, my friend. Yeah, this is the funniest thing ever because I'm just picturing like Pepsi roping in Pizza Yeah, like Pizza Hut just shows up at the door at like some, Pizza Hut's like the weird nebish kid who's just like, um, I, I, I guess I'll join the Soviet Union too. <laughs> okay, so my biggest question after listening to that whole story is how did that resolved yeah like okay they're not the sixth largest navy anymore they're not 
So Pepsi that Cola, we know of. after the Soviet Union started falling apart, the Soviet Union was like, um, we're just going to seize all of your factories, Pepsi. Thanks for the good lols, but uh, we're taking all your shit. And thanks for all the fish. Thanks, yeah, thanks for all the fun and the, the, the fuzzy brown stuff, but we're taking your crap. And then Pepsi was like, well, now I have no idea what to do with this fleet of submarines and a, a destroyer. Like, what am I going to do? <laughs> and it didn't occur to them to just load the cannons with Pepsi Cola and have at the USSR. So they sold all the boats to Sweden for scrap. Legitimately, Dude. I think that the best idea would have been for them to fill, like, a torpedo cannon full of Pepsi. Like, this is my thought, okay? I'm a Pepsi executive. I'm given a submarine. I am immediately filling one of those torpedo pods with as much Pepsi Cola as I can and seeing what land mass I can damage the most with. <laughs> See, That's what I'm saying. Honestly, what I'd be doing is, at this point, launching one into the stratosphere and being like, we're the first soft drink in the in, in space. Done. Nailed it. <laughs> we're the first soft drink in Future space. Future aliens will find Aliens Pepsi will enjoy Cola. Pepsi Cola. It might be flat by the time it gets to Pluto, but we were there first. Do you ever, so do you ever, when you hear about things in history, like pinpoint a moment where you're like, oh, this is where like timelines diverged. I feel as though like, when Pepsi didn't make the decision to take over Russia. Like, well, that's the reason we're in the timeline. Yeah, like, I feel as though the world could have been even more dystopian than I, it is I, now. Absolutely. I do want to backtrack for one second. Just to I'll say that Pepsi-Cola had the OG and best distracted boyfriend meme moment ever. Oh Where it was like God. it was like be a successful soft drink company or the sixth largest navy in the world. <laughs> and it's honestly cola. Did we just take over a nation? Is that what we're doing now? Yeah, I mean, like someone had to hold them back because you know someone in the board meeting was just like maybe, and someone was like, Jonathan, no, we told you already that wasn't gonna be a thing. So here's the here's the thing. Donald M. Kendall, who was the one who broke up the fight between Nixon and Khrushchev, and was like, Khrushchev, mm-hmm. chill out with a refreshing Pepsi, later becomes the CEO of Pepsi-Cola. Okay, why was he not already the CEO as soon as he got... As soon as he closed that deal, as soon as he was like, by the way, we have it in the USSR. So, but, but it cannot be understated enough. What's his name? Donald M. Kendall. K-E-N-D-E-L-L. Yeah, Kendall Jenner. Different spelling. No, it doesn't matter. (laughs) So what you're saying is... He was reborn in the form of Kendall Jenner so that he could bring peace to the world. Oh, no. With a nice, cold, refreshing Pepsi. Of Pepsi-Cola. Yeah, like, Kendall Jenner had in the back of her mind where it was a different life before she was Kendall Jenner. Yeah, like, she was... I remember this one time I solved world politics with Pepsi. Oh my yeah. god, it's worked once. And then she worked once, it, do it again. She founded a makeup line, and she was just like, I'm gonna solve North Korea. Now I'm a billionaire. Oh. <laughs> but I'm not really a billionaire. Just kidding. But am I? Pippin is, uh... 
no, who is it? It's not Scotty Pippen. It's um, fuck. Who's uh, Kim Jong Un's favorite? Uh, oh, no, no, it's um, fucking. Oh my god. Wait, finish um, your thought. What is it? The dude who plays Kim basketball Jong-il with Kim Jong Un. Oh, is, uh, is Rodman. Super, super, yes, Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Rodman. There we go. I was thinking of Scotty Pippen for some reason. I don't know because why. that name's just delightful to say. It is. Uh, Dennis Rodman's whack, but like also I feel like he'd be some great content for this. <laughs> Dennis Rodman is going to be the reason uh he's going to be like the 25th largest navy uh, when <laughs> when Kim Jong Un eventually gives him a fleet. Yeah, so, Kim Jong Un's yeah. oh. like here's here's the present for playing basketball with me. It's a battleship. <laughs> Here's here's two battleships and like three destroyers making you the twenty sixth largest navy in the world. Okay, but here's the thing: I believe that Dennis Rodman would shoot Pepsi Cola from the ships if he could. Oh, a hundred percent, hundred percent. He has nothing to lose. It would be like a it would be like a Mister Deeds moment where yeah. he puts the fruit punch in the uh, the water fountain. Yeah. He's like, oh my god, I'm getting fruit punch. Dennis Rodman would be like, I can shoot fucking Pepsi Cola out of these torpedoes. Yeah, like it's it's the point where it's great. like enough fuck you money to just be like, why not? And I got a free battleship. And I got this Amazing. free battleship. <laughs> so anyway, I got this submarine. So oh anyway, god. I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> It's just like it's a one rewind. of those record scratch moments. Yeah, it's a record scratch early '90s movie where it's like, yeah. Anyway, so I bet you're wondering how I became the sixth largest navy in the world. And then it's just That's like me negotiating a peace <laughs> between Nixon and Khrushchev. I bet you're wondering how I got here. Stay tuned, and I'll tell you all about. Well, it. it's been a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. I I I can't take this. Anymore. No, I think I think that's a it, so my my story has like zero segue, but I think you guys will. Want to know it's hard? Segways. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you want to know it's hard? Segways, and here we go. Uh, so my story is is about uh, the the super wrestling princess princess uh, um, Utian. And uh, she was born in 1260, and she was the great-great-granddaughter of Genghis Khan. Um, By the time she was born, the Mongol Empire was starting to fray, and civil war was pretty much imminent. Uh, And um, she was, like, the favorite of her father, who was in charge of the Khanate. And so she was, like, taught to ride, to shoot, and all the other trappings of, like, a nomadic lifestyle. She was, like, a pretty robust lady. And uh, her dad actually went to her all the time to talk about politics and how to govern instead of, like, her 14 other brothers. So when she got old enough to marry... Imagine being the 14 other brothers. Yeah, it's like, it's hey, just dad. Like, it's like, hey, dad, do you feel like giving me any attention? And he's just like, no, fuck off. Yeah, he's just like, go fuck off, where's your sister? sister? Where's your sister? And she's just over there. She's just like, hey, what do you need, dad? She's like on a horse. Um, imagine imagine Thanksgiving with that fan. Uh, so, dad, I uh, I started my own startup. And he's like, fuck off. What are you doing? And just points at the sister. And she's like, well. It's it's literally that scene from Step Brothers 
where it's like, shut exactly. up, what he, what's Derek doing? <laughs> what's Derek yeah. doing? So she, um, when she got to be marriageable age, uh, her father was just like, you know, you, you got to get married. And she was like, you know what? I will get married, but here's the deal. Uh, if a man comes and wants to court me, he has to beat me in a wrestling match. And if he can't beat me in a wrestling match, he owes me a hundred horses. So what you're saying is this woman literally was like, the cream always rises to the top. And if you're going to come for me, you're going to come with a hundred horses to beat me. Macho man, Randy Savage style. Dude, like pretty much because this lady ended up with 10,000 horses and no husband. I can't. I I think that's better. I can't even. I, so, okay. Here's my thing. 10,000 horses. Right? So the upkeep for 10,000 horses. I want to, okay, I'm going to do a little bit of research. So I apologize to any listeners. Oh, no, because let, let me love the ASMR. Let me finish of, really quick. Oh, okay. Because yeah, we're not it. done. Uh, oh. A dude that was a pretty decent guy. Like, this is probably after she has beaten, like, a couple dozen people in pure unadulterated wrestling right this guy comes up like we don't really know his name but like her parents loved him they're like hey he's a really decent guy why don't you like throw this match and she's like uh maybe maybe so the guy was like really sure that he was gonna beat her to the point where he bet a thousand horses and her parents thought she was gonna throw the match but she walked away from that match a thousand horses richer Jesus. So she ended up with 11,000 horses. She ended up with two, like more horses than any one person or country should have. So like, I'm imagining like this thing starts and everyone's like, she's going to throw it. She's going to finally do it. She's going to finally settle down. This is going to be great. We can get her out of the house. And she's just like about to like looks in, gets ready. This guy thinks he's totally got it. She lets him have like a few seconds of pride before she just... Well, bam, whaps him to the ground. Fucking yeah, bam, bam. chokes like, him out with a triangle choke and is like, no, my pride is more important than a husband ever will be. And she's like, man, I could have a husband and a family life, but God damn it, do I love horses. And then she oh. just like breaks his neck. <laughs> just snaps his neck and it's like, once a horse girl, always a horse always girl. Always a horse girl, never turn back. <laughs> Like, looks her dad in the eye and is just like, I'm so sorry, and then just kills this dude. <laughs> just snaps his neck, jumps up one foot on the saddle of two different horses, and rides off into the sunset. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, she has like a whole herd behind her. Oh, I'm just gonna say this, and I'm not like doing a deep dive or anything, because it really doesn't warrant that much of a... Uh... So I I just looked up an article about like the cost of owning a horse, right? Yeah. In modern day America, I'd assume. I hope that this isn't an article from the 1950s, but it has links to shared on Facebook, so I'm assuming that it's not. Um, the average annual cost, according to this article, uh, for owning a horse, is uh three thousand eight hundred and seventy six dollars uh per year. Okay assuming that nothing medically goes batshit with the horse 
Um, that times 11,000, though, is 42,636,000. Nope, that's million. That's 42 million. <laughs> that's 42 million. Annually. Annually. Okay, but like. Uh, okay. So that's crazy. Here's the thing to think about. I don't know how much a horse is worth, but I'm imagining if you had 11,000 horses, even back in those days, it would net you a pretty penny. So, like, I guarantee, yeah, the whole thing was the issue was civil war was going on. I mean, you could just buy a country at that point. Honestly, (laughs) though, like, she just outfitted her whole army, like, to fight the civil war. Even better. The, The question that I have, though, is where do you keep them? My question is, why wasn't she the one who was the head of Pepsi-Cola when they got battleships? Oh, yeah, dude, right? So then, not only are they a sea, uh, a, like a naval power, they're also a land power. Like, bring on the yeah. cavalry. Cavalry oh and Could you imagine 11,000 horses charging over, hi- uh, charging over hills as you're getting fired on by Pepsi? Yeah, and all the, all the horses' asses are branded with, like, the Pepsi-Cola logo. <laughs> it's yeah. just mortars of Pepsi raining down. Yeah, dude, oh it's awful, awful. It's it's honestly, I read that like her parents wanted her to throw that match, and yeah, and she walked away a thousand horses richer. And I was just like, what yeah. a power move! Honestly, yeah, like what? Honestly, a power move. I feel like I would have been more disappointed if she did throw the match. Like, would I, you throw the match? Would anyone throw the match? No, I would too. No, truly, I would like, not. I would not throw any of these matches. I would not throw any of these matches, especially like do, if someone's going to be cocky love, about it. Yeah, no, I do really love the uh, the whole aspect of like, you know, her parents are like, this guy seems really, really nice. He shows up and he's like. You're gonna like me so much. I will bet a thousand fucking horses. She's like, yeah, no, I'm gonna fucking wreck you in the ring right now. Like, strap up, boy. Here we go. Yeah. Dude shows up in the Mongolian equivalent of like sweatpants and like <laughs> fucking like tank top, and is like, yeah, brah, you're gonna love me. He's a frat bro. He's yeah, a frat definitely. bro, and it's just like, no, no. I really, I, I am loving. Uh, so in like in media depictions of like one-sided fights right like you see the two squaring up and both of them look like equally beefy so on so forth and then it's just ended with one punch i love the idea of this guy stepping into the wrestling ring and this woman just bodies him with one hit or like one move and he's just done. And everyone who thought he was supposed to be this like really good fit for their princess um, is just like, oh fuck. And then like he would have made an awful ruler. Like the whole the whole like court is just staring at her open mouth, and then she just like summons a horse. It's kind <laughs> of like that scene from Brave where she's like really good at archery and no one really expects that, except all of these people expected it because they've watched her destroy people. Yeah, right. I'm imagining the scene in the uh what is it, the Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr. where he's like in the fighting ring and he like takes a second, pauses, breaks down this whole fight, 
does it in a second. And then you see it unfold. You see it right unfold, it happens, eye. and then not only that, but he collects his winnings, takes a drink, and is like, yup, I fucking knew it. <laughs> yeah, that was just her entire life. So eventually, like, she did get married, um, because there were slanderous rumors about her having an incestuous relationship with her father, which were unfounded. But the dude that she married did not beat her in wrestling. So how did he win her hand? I think she just settled down. I think she just, like, realized that uh, the competition that she was holding was causing more problems than it was solving for well, her. yeah, at $42 million a year to <laughs> raise a horse. She eventually realized she didn't have enough room on her walls to hang the WWE Championship belts. Yeah, that she was collecting. She didn't have so, enough room on her yurt walls for like all of the pictures of all of her horses. Like <laughs> this is like, but this is my thing though. I really like. I picture her as like, um, as a like a star athlete in some sort of sport, and all of a sudden she's like sidelined with an ACL tear, and she's just like, "Fuck, I can't keep wrestling people because my doctors say no." Uh, I guess I'll just settle down. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I guess I'll just, like, get married. I have to imagine that for whoever married her, too, it's sort of like this extremely hollow victory. Like, I feel, okay, so I feel like the dude that brought a thousand horses, right, is he's just like, if I win, this is epic. If I don't, like, she gets a thousand more horses. Right? <laughs> but I feel like, I feel like anyone else who then, like, who then goes to seek out this woman and she's just like, yeah, I'll marry you because people think I'm fucking my dad. And um, I tore my ACL last season and it just, I yeah, can't it's, wrestle. It's anymore. just like really fucked um, me up a whole lot. My, my senior year of high school and I tore my ACL. Uh, how am I going to take anyways. care of these 11,000 horses? <laughs> how, how am I going to pay for these 11,000 horses if I can't uh, compete in the Olympics? Um, so, so I just picture it being, like a super hollow victory for the guy that eventually like took her to bed. Yeah, because like, can you like, say that? You say that, like, and the important part is the to bed part because did mm-hmm. she have any children? It, so she oh, kind of yeah. slides into obscurity after she gets married. Because um, here's the thing: I think that she didn't have any kids for the one reason that you know she fucking put that ring up and is like, "You want to get in this? You gotta beat me." Oh, yeah, she, like, never consummated it, right? <laughs> never she consummated it, because she's like, the only way I get turned on is if you can beat me. Oh so fucking God. square up, bitch. Yeah, I, every uh... single day she just has him in the ring being like, I don't know, is today a day? And he's just, like, sweating. Is today the day you <laughs> finally get to come? Just, we'll find out. He just, like, he just sheepishly walks into the yurt, and he's like, uh, darling, um... We've not consummated our relationship yet. And she's like, and we fucking won't until you can put me on my back for a three count, buddy. (laughs) When I get the three count and you stop being a little bitch, we can finally do this. I know, right, dude? Like, she was considered one of the last great nomadic, like, warrior princesses, too. Which I fucking wonder why. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because, like, she's beaten every known person. All of my suitors have tried to fight me, and all of them have lost. Uh, I have now settled for... (laughs) 
I have now settled for Daryl, who is really good at accounting. <laughs> He's very good at accounting. He's very good. He can account for the number of stupid amount of horses, horses that yeah. I can have. By Jeff Bezos level of horse upkeep. <laughs> he, uh... He can account for uh, just how many bags of feed I've needed to buy. It's too many, honestly. I mean, a hundred horses was too many. Eleven thousand is... <laughs> See, because at that point, you have to keep conquering lands. Just because you're like, you're deforesting areas real quickly. Like, <laughs> I got eleven thousand horses that are in one spot. There's no grass left. Does it say how she used the horses, or did she maintain, like, did she keep horses for... Nope. It just, you know, it just says... Well, I mean, the Mongols were a nomadic, like, horse-riding people. It is what they used as their primary vehicle for battle. So what I assume happened was she acquired all these horses, she was a princess, she was in on, like, the battle meetings and political, uh, like meetings right and could you imagine being castrated by your fucking daughter in that way right like, <laughs> she's you're like... you're fucking planning a war and uh it's like so we'll take these horses and we'll attack here and the daughter's just like there with a nail file and she's like not my horses not these people yeah right she's just like she's like uh you know Peppa Pig. father you're certainly not talking about uh you know, sunflower. Using my horses. She like names them all. Oh, those she named horse, all of them. Like, Every you know, single one, and it's all unique. All yeah, unique sunflower names. glitter shine doesn't like the Mongolian steps, and you know that. Excuse me, but Moonbeam will not be a part of your war. Yeah, Moonbeam oh. is a gentle soul. Daffodil, you think you're going to ride Daffodil into battle? Uh, Daffodil is Fuck a pacifist. Off. Daffodil is a pacifist. Oh, Oh, that's such a, it's a precious name. It is a a precious name. Um, I'm also sorry if my audio spiked there. I think everyone's did. Uh, I I think (laughs) on that note, though, I I, I think we have, we have wrestled this topic to the ground long enough. Um, No, I think, I think this was good. And you know what, guys? Uh, Thanks. Thanks for talking. And uh, thanks for joining us. You know what? All of you. What the fuck, history? Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 